catch us on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Hello, everyone. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International. Up next, we have hashtag Taiwan and status update. But first, it's a little bit of here in Taiwan. Welcome everyone to our latest episode of Here in Taiwan, the show where we discuss the news that doesn't make it onto the news. Joining me in the studio, I'm Stash Butler, is Emma Benak. Hey everyone. And Shirley Lin. Hi there. Uh, we have a sort of a, I suppose a kind of Taiwanese festive episode for you. A few stories here that to do with the, uh, the festive season. What festival am I talking about? Well, it's the Mid-Autumn Festival, a, uh, I suppose a kind of traditional festival in this, this part of the world. Um, so we're going to be talking about how visitors are flooding back to tourist spots uh, after a, co a brief COVID interval, one might call it. Shirley will introduce you to the origin of a specific custom involving fruit uh, involved in the mid-autumn festival. And a Taiwanese man gets in trouble for celebrating the departure of a local police chief. Uh, stay tuned, all that coming up soon. Right. Well, I mean, just before we start, you know, discussing the kind of various, uh, I suppose, mid-autumn festival-related things, what is mid-autumn festival, Emma Bernack? <laughs> well, <laughs> now that you ask, uh, the mid-autumn festival, which is also known as the Moon Festival, or in Chinese we call it uh, it's celebrated on the 15th day of the 8th month in the lunar calendar. So that's why it's not celebrated on August 15th for everyone else out there. Um, so that the the day that it's celebrated changes according to the calendar that I don't know what is our calendar called the one lunar that, calendar you mean, no no you not mean the non lunar the non lunar the non lunar is it solar <laughs> I mean, maybe <laughs> the solar calendar anyway it changes every year according to the solar calendar but every year on the lunar calendar or Gregorian so, maybe I don't know yeah something, something like, that. like that and so anyway originally the moon festival was more centered around. Uh, celebrating the harvest, which would usually take place around that time. So people were um, very grateful that they could maybe relax a little more and celebrate uh, now that more of the hard work uh, do with farming was over. Uh, but nowadays, most people in Taiwan are not farmers, <laughs> are not harvesting the crops. Oh, I mean, I don't speak for yourself. Oh, I mean. really? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I didn't know, but it's, um, people still obviously want a, a reason to celebrate and get together with their families. So it's taken on kind of more of a meaning of this is a time for you to get together with the people that you love. And uh, it's taken on more meanings as time has gone on, I mean, like barbecuing yeah, exactly. was not I mean, originally a part of this festival. But now that's like the first thing it, that comes to everyone's mind. It's firmly ingrained. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I was kind of learning more about this yesterday about kind of... Um, Someone was asking uh, on social media, like, what's what's the like, what's behind this barbecue thing? Because it's obviously mm -hmm. <laughs> not something that goes back very long. Obviously, traditionally speaking, meat uh, is you know uh, is a luxury, and so if you're going back, you know, hundreds of years, then ordinary people wouldn't have been able to afford that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, so it's clearly something that's come recently. Um, 
And it's apparently down to this kind of ad campaign in the 90s or late 80s. I know. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, whoever was in charge of that ad campaign deserves. Yeah. Like, I hope you got a good bonus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they, yeah, hopefully richly rewarded for that. Um, and it's about this barbecue sauce. Yeah. It's, that's right, this, isn't it? a particular brand. Mm-hmm. And they say that, well, Mid-Autumn Festival is coming up. How would you like to use our sauce and have a barbecue? And ever since that's become a tradition. And so, you know, the thing is that with COVID, you know, we want the government wants to put on restrictions like no barbecue. But I know that that's not possible because Taiwanese people, it's like, what? Mid-autumn festival? You're not letting me barbecue? It's like, it's a big deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, know, it is a big it, deal. It is a big deal. I mean, I'm not really into it. But I was going to say, yeah. Do you, do, you have any, do you have any barbecue plans? No. <laughs> really? <laughs> no. It's but not my a big... kids are. I mean, you know, they were over at... Um, uh, I think they were over at my daughter, the one who's married, mm. um, at their place with several other friends. They had a barbecue. It's like, it's a must-do kind of thing yeah. you know, around this time. Yeah, I'm all right. I'm not really into it. Not into it. I mean, I, I had plans myself to go to uh, visit a friend's family in Elan and, and, and go and do it there. But then Elan has these new restrictions where I, I think it's, I forget what they are exactly, but it's like, you know, you're not meant to have... Um, people who aren't in your family oh. coming and, 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 and uh, okay. barbecuing. Okay. So, that kind of um, makes sense. It does make I sense. Suppose, you know, I, yeah. can, I, I can go with that. Um, yeah. Emma, it must have, have hurt to have your friend Colin say, well, you're not really one of us. Well, to be fair, <laughs> they have, I think they're also not going, uh, I think, because they're... T- I, I don't know. Uh, I, th- I don't think... I feel, I feel better because it's like I haven't been uninvited. Yeah. It's just uh, they, um, <laughs> Do you have any right. plans for that, Emma? Or are you um... Gonna- I don't know. I would be down to just go on the rooftop of my apartment and look up at the moon because it's really beautiful right now. I mean, that's a good point. We, uh, we you didn't mention in your your little Jongtoja description is that the fifteenth day of the eighth month by its nature is the is the full moon. Full moon. So it's really beautiful. Yeah. So we've got a, a very big round moon. Um, and that's why we eat. Mooncakes. Uh, Do you guys like mooncakes? I'm very curious. I'm not a big fan of (laughs) mooncakes. I'm not a fan of sweet stuff, period. Really? (laughs) Yes. So it's not mooncakes. Can I be honest? I don't think I've met a single person who says that they really like mooncakes. It's one of those things. (laughs) It's like um, mince pies. I think. I I, I don't know. Do you like mince pies at Christmas? That's Uh, not uh, really a tradition. Oh, it's a British thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Forget about that. (laughs) They're kind of like these. Um, they're not actually like mince meat. They're like kind of like it's kind of a savory kind of well not savory but just like kind of berries and stuff oh um, that, like that sounds yummy though. it sounds right. nice but it's actually not very very nice <laughs> but it's uh, very so i'm not sweet. missing out on anything. it's one of those things that isn't just actually very sweet. It's, it's nice that it sounds nicer than it is <laughs> um, well, maybe you guys haven't met like like real local townies people especially the older generation it's like they have to have mooncakes they love the mooncakes yes they do <laughs> my in-laws you know and like I mean, no matter what, even if it's half a mooncake or whatever, they've just got to have some. And my husband, oh, he has a sweet tooth, I guess. Yeah. Those things so, pack a lot of calories, oh, though. It's definitely. crazy. They're so small, and it's like you eat one, you're like, ugh, I'm heavy. Oh, yeah, I know. You're <laughs> full. Feel the feel the weight of the, the moon. denseness. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually quite surprised that we don't have a story today about how, you know, X, X mid-autumn festival tradition is bad for you. Because we normally yeah. get a lot of those stories. It's just like, oh, well, I mean, you know, you kind of don't really need a doctor to tell you that like eating loads of barbecued <laughs> meat is bad for you or oh, inhaling yeah, inhaling smoke yeah. from being next to a barbecue is bad for you. Who's, I mean, who'd have thought, huh? Inhaling smoke. I thought it was great. Um, <laughs> 
but we don't have any of those for no, you today. No, yeah, not this year. I so I guess, COVID, I guess right? it's, it's all changed. Maybe it's good for you now. <laughs> yeah, maybe they've just, you know, they've decided wow, we were wrong. Last, last year and all the years science before. Science was wrong. Science was wrong, everyone. <laughs> well, even then they should have stories about it. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, there we should have really a science any. was wrong story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're not going to bring you that today, sadly. <laughs> But that does bring me to my story, which is about uh, how everyone is out and about nowadays. I mean, so, you know, I guess people are taking, seizing the day, as it were, uh, and seizing the occasion, the the, uh, the Lunar Festival, the Moon Festival occasion, and going out to Taiwan's kind of biggest and best tourist spots. Um, so visitors to Alishan, which is uh, kind of part of central uh, Taiwan, kind of mountainous area of Taiwan, where lots of hikes uh, had a single day high since the May COVID outbreak. So it's the highest since, uh, well, I guess for, for five months now that mm. Taiwan has um, has been under some kind of COVID restrictions for the, the outbreak of COVID-19. They're saying that there were 3,600 visits uh, as of 4.30 p.m. yesterday to that attraction. Uh, more than 2,000, and that's more than 2,000 that was on the uh, the first day on, on Saturday. Um yeah, I wonder how that number compares with the number of visitors that they usually get, like pre-COVID yeah, times. I guess pre-COVID, uh, I guess probably you know the peak time would probably not be now as well. It'd probably be in the summer, I imagine, if you had sort of foreign tourists. Yeah, it definitely gets in. pretty cold up there in the winter. Yeah, you don't want to be hanging out there. I mean, that's when you might want to actually do a barbecue because you could be near a fire. <laughs> yeah, I remember right. when I went there. Yeah. Um, I was living in Tainan at the time, so I don't remember it being super cold. So I just put on a jacket and I don't know. I didn't really consider the fact that mountains are definitely colder than (laughs) when you're close to sea level. And I got up there and it was so cold and just everybody and their mother was at the the (laughs) one seven eleven at the top and everyone just bought lots of ramen and just filled it all up with hot water and like just kept filling it up just to be drinking at least the hot water wow. that like tasted like ramen to keep you warm and like hold it in your hands. Oh, just wow. getting all that. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it helped for sure. Definitely. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's, it's crazy that, that kind of temperature differential though, you know, like when I went to, I, I climbed Jade mountain, which is Taiwan's highest mountain. And in December, and it was mm. a beautiful sunny day. It was so lovely. Mm. And it, but, it, night. but it was, I mean, at night it was very cold, uh, yeah. uh, but it was also even bizarre. Cause it was like, uh, like coming down we would be in the shade and I'd be like oh god I'm so cold uh-huh. and I'd step out literally kind of one meter out into the sun and be like oh god you know I, just, I need to take wow. layers wow. it was a really 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 big shift um, which made it very difficult to dress appropriately <laughs> so yeah I, I don't know I mean so not it's not just Ali Shan actually uh, not just that kind of mountainous area of central Taiwan uh, we all yep. saw or at least Emma and I saw these pictures of Ken Ding in oh, Taiwan yeah. down south, south yeah taiwan yeah i mean they look wild it looked like there were i don't know how anyone was moving they were packed <laughs> like <laughs> sardines so tight and, and it was a mi- night market there too right yeah yeah, yeah i mean the, the, the whole street. street there is the night market so i feel like it must also be a nightmare for anyone who was trying to drive a car to get through like there's no way well it's kind of odd i thought that they um because of covid they kind of put a cap on what percentage of people can 
take that you know they take in one place right i i i, I yeah i mean i, I thought yeah i thought so too i think there's meant to be kind of like a crowd controls you yeah know? like i was in hualien and i passed by the night market there i didn't actually end up going in because i saw that there was a line of people waiting to maybe get in. sign in or get in like it wasn't like a free-for-all oh, okay you could just make people were lining up oh yeah. okay yeah it looks like um they're trying to control the flow and so they only allow, allow a certain number of people in the area and then uh, and then there's only one entrance and one exit yeah yeah so they wait until other some people left before they'll allow more people in so but but that can deem, that picture really looked like it was was there anybody like you know controlling yeah you know like, the, I, mean, I, I the guess crowd? It's also like a street i mean i actually haven't you know, I'll, I'll admit it. I haven't been to Kending, so I don't know what it's oh, like there. But okay. with some of those streets, it's like there are so many entrances and so many kind of different ways to get in. It's like how can you really control? Yeah, it's really hard for comes. outdoor places yeah. like that, right? But then yeah. again, I guess you know the idea. What is kind of comforting? Well, there's two things. One of which is that you know everyone in Taiwan wears masks all the time. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just you know the, what the regulations are. So. Uh, that should do a fair bit to kind of reduce sort of contact between people and also it's outside so mm-hmm. there is already you know lots of ventilation uh, which is meant to be very good for for preventing kind of airborne transmission of covid so um I, I suppose on top of that we don't you know the most recent sort of clusters of cases in taiwan have mostly been in the north of taiwan mm-hmm. i mean that's not to say that there weren't people from the north of taiwan down there and south because I'm, I'm i'm sure there probably were mm. But I'm sure. But you should expect that, you know, at least that hopefully that hasn't, you know, caused that doesn't have any repercussions further mm. down the line. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it just looks like these people are kind of trying to get back to or at least for these. I, I think I think people have actually been quite restrained in terms of going back and doing normal things. I don't know have you guys experienced like, you know, I went back on the first day they opened sort of eating in in New Taipei and Taipei and it was uh, it was empty. It was empty, huh? Yeah, and like likewise, loads of other things I've seen have just still been very empty, like below the level. I think we're pretty good. Taiwanese people are pretty good about following rules. Yeah. So yeah. And also just very kind of cautious, I guess. Yeah. Um, uh, let's just take a look at uh, the uh, comments we have. We have Douglas North joining us. Oh hi. Douglas North says hi Shirley, hi Stash, hi Emma. Hello Douglas. He said he's had mooncakes from a bakery in San Francisco. Mm. Had a salted egg yolk in the middle. Uh-huh. Is that because I've had some oh, weirder yes. ones with um what do you call it? It's like it's like that kind of S- barbecue S- sauce. Like uh, am I thinking of barbecue sauce? It's like a very weird barbecue sauce. It's like yeah, X, cakes. X, oh X X. It's got like X O X. Maybe it's X O. Is that X O sauce? I think it's X O sauce. In a moon I've cake? never heard yeah. of that. Wow. Gosh, yeah. They're, they're going all out and getting really creative on these. Salted kind of egg things. is definitely not my thing. Though. Oh really? If I, I don't like that though. Oh, no. That's probably the only thing I like because it's so savory. It's not just all sweet, you know. Right. So that's why I, I can, like I, it. I, I can live balance with salted out. egg, but like it's, th- there, are, there are worse things out there, I think, when it comes to <laughs> Taiwanese cuisine. Well, now, I guess on the topic of Taiwanese customs... Um, just a bit of background. Uh, there's a thing called a pomelo fruit, which I'd never mm. heard of before I came to Taiwan. Oh, really? Is that a thing in the U.S.? Is that a, is that a? I do you have pomelos actually, in the U.S.? Actually, I wonder where. Um, I didn't learn what the word for from for pomelo was until I like heard it in in 
in Chinese, and I they someone said, "Oh, that's called a pomelo." I was like, uh-huh. uh, yeah. I, "I don't know what is that." It, is. I, I was actually, you know, I was in Thailand over the weekend, and and you know, the, I had this. I was in this bar, and the barman was telling me, "What?" I was like, "What's his this ingredient?" He was like, "Oh, it's this," and I'm like. And he like showed me the English, and I'm like, I still don't know what yeah. it is. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Well, we should describe the fruit flip yeah. first. It looks like a a large size of a of a of a pear. You know, the American kind of pear. Yeah. The green. You know, like you know, narrow at the top, and I don't know how to describe yeah, it. Yeah, anyway. pear shaped, I guess. Yeah, pear know? shaped. Well, okay, yeah, because you know, there's a Taiwanese kind of pear, which is very different. It's round. Oh right, yeah. So anyway, anyway, so it's a pear shaped, and it's bigger, and it's got this thick you know, um, green skin on the outside, which you have to cut open. And it's then citrus fruit, the right? inside it's is a citrus fruit. Yeah. yeah. And you ch- actually have to remove all the membrane because it could be all tasting bitter and everything mm. and just eat the meaty part in the middle. And it's yellowish, fruity, kind of citrus kind of fruit. It really is yummy. And um, so, yes. So what? besides eating mooncakes, you know, uh, for Taiwanese people, there's also tradition of eating the pomelos. Of course, it's also the harvest season, you know, and it's not just only that. Apparently, and I'm thinking, I'm learning it for the first time with you guys. Yeah. Why we eat pomelos for Mid-Autumn Festival. It ha- all has to do with the name of the fruit in Chinese. It's um, yozi. Right. All right, yozi. And it can mean blessing. Because... Oh, okay. Uh, yo. Bao yo. Right? It's like, you know, um, like God, you know, like providing blessings on you. So it's bao yo, like protective mm. or protection and blessing. Right. So it all has to do with the name. Taiwanese oh. people love puns for literally <laughs> everything is a play on words. Yeah, it's always I like, know. this is because this sounds like this. And you're like, okay, fine, <laughs> fine. Right. It also sounds like 50 other yeah, characters. <laughs> you know, so there's so many homonyms, right? Exactly, yeah. lots of homonyms. Right. And so, you know, basically you eat this as a family and it's like being blessed together. Okay. Um, and also, and I'm really confused. This help me out here. It says that it also sounds like a Chinese character for those living or traveling overseas, far away from home. I'm thinking, yozi. Well, another uh, another um, name yeah. for the fruit is wen dan. Wen dan. Yeah. Why does it have but two names? I don't <laughs> get it. Could wen, it be the yo of it? like lu yo, the yo? Oh, could that be it? Yeah, yo ke, the yo. Okay, Liu Yo, like a traveler. But, I mean, it's, like, it's yeah, a different travel. tone, you know. If you're if you're listening carefully, there's a different tone. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. It's all I'm, in the tone. Guys. I've also it's never heard the them referred to as like Yotes. <laughs> yeah. And it says, well, okay, so Mid Autumn Festival is a time for families to get together. So relatives would usually take the time to tra- travel and go home. Mm. So it's also pomelos. It serves as a, like a lucky symbol for safe travel, okay. return home. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> so, anyway. And then, um, you know, there are so many things that can find reason why we eat pomelos and for the Chinese character itself. Another in Chinese, it could mean having children. Yo zi. Zi means children. Yo is like young children. Oh, so oh I thought it was like yo, like to have. Uh, to yo have. Or like yeah, that you, well. Depending yeah. on how you want to interpret it, yeah, it all, it is, it is, there's no the correct kind of answer. I, mean, I, I do, I do feel like with some of these things, it's maybe like there was the tradition, and then everyone came up with all of these <laughs> stupid reasons why the tradition exists based on funny yeah. words. So, if <laughs> so, you are expecting a child, or you want to get pregnant, then have some pomelos during this time. Oh, you know? okay. so that's one thing, and then. Um, well, there are some things that they say. Oh, oh, 
you know how children like to wear like when they slice up the the pomelo skin, they make it into like a hat. Oh and yeah, they put yeah, it on yeah. The, yeah. On the kid's head, or even adults do that and take a picture. You know, it's like <laughs> such an Instagram um, thing to do. But um, um, they say it's also like to bless the children. Oh well, whatever. I mean, yeah, this <laughs> is a funny thing. It, it's kind of like putting. Know, imagine put putting like an head. orange peel on your head. It's that kind of a thing. Except it, it, you're like it's you a said, a very thick skin, thick and skin. they're kind of uh, quite big as well. So yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's really more of a helmet. So you put it on on the ki- on the kid's head. You know, it's like protecting them from the evil and well wishes for happiness and safety and you know and grow up healthily or whatever so but of course now and there's there's a one of one two thing here where it says that you shouldn't really put it on pets some people put put it on the pets and then take a picture of it oh well actually it's not good because it contains a citrus oil and something else like which i cannot read but um which is not good for you know the animal oh. uh, fur or the skin whatever okay so you should not put them on those animals too long because they can tr- they can get sick see there's the health that. article there that we go. were missing public service <laughs> announcement guys yeah don't put your pomelos on your animals All right, uh, I'm going to do my last story very quickly. Uh, uh, it's about, this is, I just love this. It's just such a show of kind of contempt. So basically, a, uh, a Taiwanese man has got in trouble for celebrating the departure of his poli- the local police chief. Uh, the way he did that is by arranging a funeral-style parade <laughs> that went, that involved um, a Buddha car, a centipede parade, and lion dancers all dancing around the local police bureau <laughs> building. Yeah, and by the way, the lion dance, I didn't even know because mm. these lion dance were like in white, white colored yeah, lion yeah, dance, yeah, yeah. which meant it's a funeral ritual as opposed to colorful lion dance. Yes. I didn't even know there's a difference. I didn't but know But it's my either. first time seeing the white lion dance, actually. Yeah. So this is saying, this is, a, this is a, it's a, again, it's a play on words. Bai shi, in, uh, it means kind of white lion. And it's nearly a homophone of bai shi, a term that refers to funerals. Funeral. Uh, as ah. in a, a white event, a white thing. I'm surprised that they had it done in like funeral style instead of just normal celebration style. Yeah, I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, maybe he just wanted he to add extra point. He real contempt. So, really drive the point home. Yeah, so this is, this is a, uh, a local karaoke owner, uh, named Zhu who was angry at the uh, the local police chief for repeatedly citing his business. I mean, to be <laughs> honest, I'm not really sure what... So they've taken him into custody um, for, and, you know, and it's in quotes, contempt of cop, which is a kind of like, you know, made up offense of like, you've just annoyed a policeman. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't really... It's not really clear what they actually, on what grounds they arrested him, because it's not... It's not illegal to organize a parade, unless it was maybe a public nuisance of some kind. Mm. Um you know, you're free to do stuff like that, I think, in most places. Mm. Um, unless perhaps it has something to do with slander laws, or libel laws. I mean, any guesses? Why would... Uh, what, what, what grounds that, would you could you legitimately so like, did arrest someone? So police chief... Maybe trying to undermine the police's authority. Yeah, but like, is that a crime? That sounds like a kind of more of an authoritarian regime's kind of type <laughs> thing. I don't know. I'm not going to... Maybe that's what we're becoming. Maybe that's what we've become, guys. <laughs> No, I don't know. I mean, anyway, this is a bit of a, a lighthearted story. Uh, I hope this man probably doesn't spend too much time in custody, but um, we will see 
And it's at least it's a funny way of showing your contempt for someone, nonetheless. Really? Uh, yeah. So maybe if you if you ever kind of come across someone you don't like, you can just throw a big lion parade. To just them. make sure they're not a policeman. Yeah. First. Someone leaves someone leaves oh, Taiwan yeah. that you don't like, then uh, you can do that. <laughs> uh, anyway, from all of us here at RTI, uh, it's been a pleasure uh, speaking to you. I'm Stash Butler. I'm Emma Banak. And I'm Shirley Lin. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International and here in Taiwan. Join us again very. Uh, soon. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Hashtag Taiwan, where every week we take a look at what's trending online in Taiwan. I'm your host, Leslie Liao, and this week I've got a long episode for you, so we're going to just jump right into it. It's about Lithuania, Taiwan, and shopping. Sometimes I'm really impressed by how quickly Taiwanese people can mobilize. Let me show you what I mean. UK Telegraph Asia correspondent Nicholas Smith sent out this tweet on September 8th. It's from a display at a grocery store in Taiwan encouraging people to buy a certain product because it's from Poland. Now, you might be asking me, why are you making such a big deal about a supermarket display? What, you never been shopping before? But here's the thing. On September 5th, Taiwan received 400,000 donated COVID-19 vaccine doses from Poland. So that's why local shops encouraged Taiwanese people to buy Polish. To say thank you. Next. Have a look at this face mask I bought at a convenience store in late July. On it, you can see the Lithuanian, the Japanese, and the American flags, as well as the words for thank you written all over it in their respective languages. Do you want to guess why? That's right, because at the time, America, Japan, and Lithuania all donated vaccines to Taiwan at a time when it was facing a vaccine shortage. Again, after that, supermarkets also put up flyers identifying products from Lithuania that people could buy, encouraging them to purchase goods from that country as a way to say thank you, as shown in this tweet. Now, you might be wondering, well, what about America and Japan? What about their goods? And you'd be right in thinking that, but I sincerely believe that Taiwanese people already buy so many American and Japanese products on the regular that shops don't find it necessary to promote their products any further. I mean, my usual trip to 
the store already includes American and Japanese snacks, drinks, meat, and cereal. But whereas Taiwan in recent years already enjoys strong relations with Japan and the US, the Taiwanese public is only starting to really get to know Lithuania. And warming relations with Lithuania have since reached the point where the country is welcoming a Taiwan representative office. Unhappy with this, China attempted to punish Lithuania by pulling its Lithuanian ambassador and blocking trade with the European country. But Lithuania chose to push forward with ties with Taiwan, potentially costing the European country millions in euros in trade and half a percent in GDP growth. Now, the Interparliamentary Alliance on China, or IPAC, launched a hashtag StandWithTaiwan and hashtag StandWithLithuania campaign on Twitter in response to Chinese hostility toward Taiwan-Lithuania ties. You'll remember the IPAC from another hashtag Taiwan I talked about when it asked the World Health Assembly to include Taiwan. But for all the trade damage China seeks to inflict on Lithuania, Taiwan has kind of done its part to help out. So if there's a theme to today's hashtag, I would say it's this. Donate vaccines to us and we'll buy your stuff. Taiwanese representative to the US, Xiaobi Kim, recently tweeted a news article that said between February and June, Lithuania became one of the top 10 destinations for credit card spending by Taiwanese consumers in Taiwan's seven major municipalities. Taiwan's National Credit Card Center said Taiwanese consumers made over 110,000 credit card transactions for goods totaling around 90 million US dollars in Lithuania. Credit card transactions for goods from Lithuania ranked 7th overall for the period. People mostly bought chocolate, beer, and cookies, also known as my Saturday nights. Xiaobi Kim herself said that she was a fan of Lithuanian beer. The article attributed the sudden spike in demand for Lithuanian products to a wave of gratitude which all started with a donation of 20,000 COVID-19 vaccine doses. The Czech Republic, Slovakia, Poland, and Lithuania all committed to donating vaccines to Taiwan over the past few months. So I'm curious to see how Taiwanese spending habits will affect trade with these countries. Never have I been in a position where saying thank you meant getting myself more chocolate, beer, and cookies. Now that's gratitude I can get behind. And that just about does it for this week's Hashtag Taiwan. What do you think? If a country donated vaccines to your country, would you start buying their products? Why don't you go ahead and let me know? You can hit us up on Facebook or on YouTube at either Radio Taiwan International or Taiwan Insider on Facebook or RTI English on YouTube. Anyway, until next week, stay safe, stay happy, and stay healthy. Oh, and this week is Moon Festival, so happy Moon Festival to all. Talk to you soon. This is Status Update. Hello there, you've just tuned into Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. We're going to be getting to your letters that you've written us. Thank you so much for those letters. Let us know how we're doing with our programs. So, and uh, it's, uh, it's a time where we read your letters and let us know what, how the reception was and all that kind of stuff and what comments you left us and things like that. But before we get to that though, we're going to update our status a little bit here. Um, so I, I, I did talk about getting a pet right before Yeah. in previous episodes. I mean, it was a while ago, but so it was maybe update, maybe update us a little bit. Yes, I, I guess I will. Well, um, um, so it was my son 
who somehow was thinking about getting a pet. And I mean, for those who hadn't been following and, um, and, and, and originally he was saying like, you know, oh, mom and dad, you guys are not empty nesters. Oh, you, you guys should get a pet. Well, he lives with you, doesn't he? Yes, he does. But you know, think he thinks that eventually he's going to be moving <laughs> oh, <okay>. out. <laughs> and, uh, and so I was thinking like, okay, well, um, we're fine. I think it's no big deal, but he kept asking us about it. And he, I mean, for several months, I started thinking like, wait a minute. Could he be the one who's, who's thinking about getting a pen instead of like, you know? Yeah, I think you know, it might be excuse, something that you know? he wants. Not, yeah, you know. so he finally admitted to it, you know, that he just felt like, and I don't know what, I even asked him, you know, what, what triggered you thinking about getting a pet? I think he was, I already forgot. I think he said he was with some friends and then there was a cat there or something like that. They had a cat among them. And he just started thinking, he said, oh, wouldn't it be, you know, kind of fun and interesting to get a pet and though he's never had a pet before he says mm. hmm wonder what it's like to have a pet and i think that's how it got going so anyway so um you know john you had suggested that you know we could try to get a rabbit you yeah. know and he was thinking about a cat so i told him that you know what about a rabbit you know from a shelter and he says okay i'm open to that so you know he gave us some thought he gave us some thought and then he says mm, eventually he decided that he'll like to get a kitten mm. i mean a cat okay um, so he got in touch with a friend of ours who actually really, really knows how to keep pets. I mean, ever since he was little, he's had, I don't know, he's had turtles, he's had some other things. Mm. And so he's <clears throat> just, yeah. But he lives all the way out in Xinzu. Okay, and that's, well, um, that's not, that's two hours from here, maybe? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was more than an hour's drive away. Mm. Yeah, almost two hours. Um, well, well, because we actually did drive out to their apartment to feel out their, you know, their cats and all that. Mm -hmm. And and one thing was because I, I I brought it up with my son. I said, "Hey, son, what if what if you're allergic to cats?" And I said, "Oh, I wouldn't know." So I said, "Well, maybe we can spend some time with the cats, mm -hmm. and then we'll know." So originally it was, you know, my husband and I, the three of us, you know, uh, to go together. But then my husband had to take my in-laws to get the second shot of their, you know, COVID vaccine. So he couldn't go. So my son drove. So we drove up there. And um, boy, our friend can really talk about cats, mm. even before we saw the cats. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and um, he actually kept, he's got three cats. And he kept them in a room, their own room, with air conditioning and air purifier and all that stuff. And um, so um, after listening to him talking about cats and everything, I mean, it was a good thing. You know, he also gave us like, not not just, you know, good things, but also, you know, pros and cons. Like he really told us to really seriously think about, you know, it, it's a commitment. Yeah, it you is. Know, it's not like... And it's a long commitment. Yeah, it's a long commitment. So I, I kept, you know, thinking about that. But anyway, so we went into a room and... Um, He's got, oh, uh, he's got three cats. I, I know one from before. They've, um, they don't have, they've decided on having no children. Actually, well, this is a long story. They were going to have, a, have mm. a child, but then uh, things turned out. So then they decided on getting, a cat, uh, getting cats instead. Mm. Um, anyway, so I know one of the cats from before. And it's the cutest thing. It's a beautiful thing. <clears throat> it's a gray, mm. grayish. But it's... Um, they call it a British short hair, I think. Okay. One I know what you oh, oh, okay, okay, you wouldn't know. But anyway, yeah, beautiful thing. But um, they also have um, two white cats, but the 
the mother cat is much smaller than than the baby. Well, the the the, the son that it's got because um, they can grow to be really big. Mm. And I was like so surprised because the mom is so much smaller than you know the son. Um, and and they were saying like you know wait until you see the dad. I mean if you had seen the dad you know, but um, anyway so they. I think you know he's like so good at keeping at breeding cats that actually they've cross what do you call it crossbred. Oh really? That's how yeah, and he really yeah. That's why his cats all come up really beautiful hmm. and in good health and good shape and everything. Yeah, good condition. So anyway, that was very nice. Hmm. Um, yeah, even so, then we spent like a good about two hours there. And then um, it looks like we're not allergic to the cats. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's really good to know. Um, so then uh, we walked out of the room and they were like, they're so organized. You know, they start getting this masking tape and they say, here, because, you know, we want to make sure we move all the cat hair from our clothes. Oh, we just use those like Ikea roller oh, things. I know, I know. I've got other <clears throat> friends who got two cats yeah. and they said they would get like, loads and loads of this ikea kind of like you know uh, the fur roller yeah there's to remove rollers. yeah yeah remove fur and stuff and but um but you know they used masking tape some, okay. sort of like the the, the, the transparent kind mm. it's like the packaging tape anyway so i was wearing a, a, a i was prepared because <laughs> i was thinking like i'm 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 gonna wear something wear a dress that wouldn't wouldn't have hair cling on to easily mm. It's that kind of material. So they gave me some tape too, but really I was like growing all over my clothes. <laughs> I, I didn't get any, honestly. Okay. Yeah. And then well, once I, you have a cat in the house, you will. I know. Well, okay. That's the other thing is that, um, you know, like I said, they have a room just for their three cats. Mm. And because he's very, um, um, what do you call it? Um, um, what do you call it? You know, he, he cares a lot about cleanliness. Okay. So he doesn't want the cat all over the house, except in the room. Oh, for me, so I've got a room for my pet, and for me, it's more yeah. a matter of a just safety. It's the it's the bunny proof room. Right. There's nothing that they can get into trouble with. But B also, the air conditioning's on in there, so during right. it's climate controlled all the time. Right. The rest of the house is not. Yeah. Oh. So. Oh. Right. Oh. Yeah. That is an issue. But anyway, um. So, I. Yeah, I, I don't think I really want cat hair all over my apartment. <laughs> so maybe you know he's gonna keep it in his room. I was well. Is that, that big was, enough space for them though? I don't know. He's got the smallest room in the apartment. So I said, you know, son, do you want to move to a bigger room? And if you really want a cat in your room to sleep with you and do everything with you, do you want to move to a bigger room? But he really likes his own room. But it is the smallest bedroom mm. in the apartment. I don't want the cat to take up the 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 guest room. Well, anyway, that's always beside the point because he's decided that he wants the cat in his room. But I was I was thinking like, I was sleeping with the cat because our friend was saying like you know you have to really be sure that you really want a cat to sleep with you because that meant like when you're sleeping at night you know cat hair everywhere. Well, you they could walk be, across like, you too, and yeah, yeah, cat actually are more active at night yeah. than during the day. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know that. I, and I they can open they just... doors, some some of them. <laughs> okay. My parents are running a cat show at the moment, and I hear all <laughs> kinds of interesting stories about things they learn how to do. Oh, wow. Wait, how many cats do they have? 
Um, it varies. Oh, depending on whose cats, because some they watch other people's relatives' cats too. So there's <laughs> oh, they call that's it so nice they call it them. cat camp. <laughs> uh, at the peak, there were five. Wow. But only th- two of them are their own. Okay. Oh wow. No dogs. You've never had no, dogs. No, never. You've never had dogs. Okay, yeah. That that was the other thing. Whether and when I was a kid, like by the yeah. way, yeah. we weren't allowed to have any of those things. So we yeah. did have a guinea pig at one point, but that was it. That was it, right? That's the biggest thing you you you, yeah. you had. Yeah. So now I'm like looking at. I feel like a lot of parents are like this. They don't. They're like, no, no, we don't want a pet. But they end up being the ones that are like the craziest oh, about don't them. Don't tell me that. That I, always it always happens. I was told. I was told. So it you know, always happens. My dad never when we were <laughs> growing up, and then now look at him. <laughs> oh no! Um, practically meowing with them. We're like saying, my husband and I, we were saying like, well, son, when you get married and you move out, take the cat with you. But um, yeah, that's not going to happen, saying, you know. <laughs> I'm just telling you don't now. Tell <laughs> All right, we'll see. You're going to get attached. <laughs> don't bet on it. <laughs> That's but, what they all say. <laughs> That's what everyone says. And then that is so funny. You know, I actually had to talk out with my son because I was like, oh, I've never had a pet, a cat or a dog before. The, the the most I've had was like birds, and it wasn't really me taking care of a bird. This was in Hong Kong. Mm. It was my mom, but anyway, and you know, and then I I had fish, but all the fish died. They on never me. live very you know? long. No, and so. I was going like, son, do you want to consider a guinea pig? You know, something smaller, you know? Yeah. And he was like, no, because I want, I want to be able to hold. You can hold a guinea pig. Yeah, but, but guinea pig is just too small. Like, you can only hold in your hand. No, but no, whereas, they're bigger than that. But he's like, he wants... No, oh, I'm sorry. Than the hand. Well, and actually, maybe I'm thinking, because I, I've got other friends who, who whose daughter got one of these. It's not a guinea pig. It's a hamster, but I know it's, right? Eh, like a gerbil? Nah. Oh, oh, wait, gerbil? Well, I don't know. Changsu. That's what a hamster. That? That's or a hamster? Ger- I think they use that for a gerbil as well, but yeah. I think that's a hamster. So they're much smaller, right? Yeah. Yeah, anyway. you probably don't want to, you probably so, need to be careful with them. And he wants to really, really hug, you know, so so he said he wants a cat. Okay. So well, I don't, um, for, uh, just so you know, cats don't always necessarily like being like hugged. Like be hugged. And they'll <laughs> let you know. Yeah, that was funny because, you know, um, while we were there in the cat cat's room, um, so our friend would like, you know, tell my son, okay, sit down, it's on the floor, and, 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 and um, just stretch out your legs in front of you. And then he put the cat on his legs. And, you know, my, hus- my son is still very awkward with the cat. He was like, hold say, no, no, put your hand on it. You know, like hold it and, 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 um, and rub it, you know, or the cat or something like that. And, um, yeah, the cat, you could tell, like, a matter of, like, five seconds, it's like, like he's no, trying to get off. No. My brother has a cat, too, and um, we call it cat opera. Oh, when you try to hold it, it, it it's like an opera singer. The boys like, oh, <laughs> that, oh wow. He, is, so he used to. I don't think he might be too big now, but he used to like keep it inside his hoodie. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. He didn't like that very. The cat did not like that very much. Well, you know, those three cats. I mean, they didn't make a sound. They were just like moving around. Well, the other thing, you if, to you touch have, it, if you've it got more than one, there, you're going to have cat fights. <laughs> Every call home that I make. There's yeah. at least one incident. Oh. Because <laughs> they just have so many, and some of them are, they have quite different personalities. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, wow, what a, what I a think circus. Right huh? now, there's four there. <laughs> wow. And they have gotten so good with cats now, I'm sure. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so, anyway. I, I like. So, that's uh, at least we already know that uh, we're not allergic to cats. Mm-hmm. 
well, I, I'm not going to care about my husband. He's probably all right. Um, and so the next thing is this friend of ours. I mean, he really knows a lot of people. And we're not talking about like these pet shops. That you yeah, buy you want to adopt. Don't well, buy. Actually, don't buy because <sighs> they get they they, they look th these mother cats yeah. are constantly for profit made to get pregnant. Right. And they're just worn out. Mm. And this is true of I think most of these pet mills. Yeah. I mean, imagine if someone made you pregnant all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's exhausting physically for them, and it's just cruel. Like, oh. and then meanwhile, there are all these unwanted cats mm -hmm. that um, nobody wants that that need a home. Hmm. Okay, we're going on and on and on. I think mm. we need to get to the letters. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much, and uh, well, thank you for your letters. That is what I'm saying. And um, our address is PO Box one two three dash one nine nine Taipei Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti and don't forget to check us out on Facebook and YouTube as well. All right. Now this letter here is from Siddhartha Padachaji of India, and uh, he listened in on September fifth. At one nine four zero five kilohertz, SIO rating was four three three. He said the weak it was a weak signal on that day. He actually submitted an audio clip. Oh, okay, be safe and fight against coronavirus. Hope all of your staff are safe. Now in our country, we're going through a partial lockdown stage. Some of the states are in lockdown condition to fight against the virus and already started vaccination program for eighteen to forty five year old age group and frontline staff members as well. I have been vaccinated and hope for a better fight against coronavirus. Kindly pray for us. Pray for no COVID cases. There are still cases around, so we're hoping for the best. And it says, what is the percentage of literacy rate in Taiwan? Well, um, I looked it up, and as of 2019, it's like 98.87%. Yeah. And which, yeah. It's, it's basically almost, just kids who can't read. Right, yeah. <laughs> Little kids. Right, right, right. And it says that, um, do you observe World Literacy Date on September 8th? I don't think we do. We I don't do very much know for it. That. Yeah. And it says, thanks for your kind cooperation. And that was, again, Siddhartha Padachaji of uh, India. Got another letter here from India. This one from Sunil Deep. It says, time for me to write to you again from your friend in India. I'm sending my two reception reports for July and August, and I would appreciate your beautiful QSL cards if the reports are correct. Uh, and it says, I hope my reports will be interesting to the engineering department. I once again express my wish to stand as an official monitor of RTI and hope you respond positively. I think we'll, we may have to wait till next year. Yeah, but the end of year. That's when we decided on new monitors, yeah. So first of all, congratulations on the, on the 93rd anniversary of RTI and thanks for organizing the annual event Sounds That Move Travel with Sound Postcards for listeners. I think this is the only time we've done this. Mm. And also for the invitation letter you sent. As for the report of my place in Carroll Estate, the average of no virus, the average number of virus spreading between people each day is nearly 30,000. And we're following the strict orders of the authorities to wear masks, keep social distancing, and using sanitizers while moving outside. We're expecting a third wave at the end of this month, and we're mm. sure that we will. F but we're sure that we will win the fight against COVID. I hope you're adopting strict measures in order to eradicate the pandemic. We have, and it pretty much seems to be dying down at the moment. Fingers yeah. crossed. Uh, in this week, in my place, Calicut, there was a report of Nipah virus. I saw this on the news. It's scary. Oh. Taking the life of a young boy. Many oh. wards in Calicut District were closed in order to prevent further spreading. Authorities are closely watching the area by adopting various measures. Yeah, the last thing we needed is a second I know. pandemic. Very, yeah, right. 
And it says you have a wide variety of programs well presented by the veteran staff members. I like the present format of your programs. And my regards to the new presenter, who he calls Anne, but her name is Emma. Emma, yeah. E-M-M-A, who joins various programs. Uh, We'll have another new presenter before too long as well. So look forward to that. That's right. Status Update is still maintaining its high standard and uh, keeping the program colorful. And I I never miss Jukebox Republic program on Tuesdays. Okay. I'd like to answer the following question on the program. Are robots engaged in industries in Taiwan? Yeah, I think as yeah. in much of the uh, industrialized world, pretty mm-hmm. much, yeah, any factory here will have robots in it. Right. It says, my best wishes and good luck to Shirley and John. Stay home and stay safe. That comes to us once again from Sunil Deep of India. All right. Thank you so much for your letters. And that's it for this week's status update. I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. See you next week. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 9405 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.